Good morning. Well, you're all going back to your seats, but I'm going to need some helpers right off this morning. I have a whole lot of things I need help with. And I see Philip, he's already standing up ready to come help. Do you want to come help? Okay, you come on up here. You know, this is going to go first come, first serve, because you're going to wear some hats. You can pick a hat here to be one of these people here. Which one do you want to be? Okay, you go ahead and take that one, and you put it on, and you go stand up on the platform. You coming up? No, you're not? Who else would like to come help me? Come, come. All right, come, just come on up here. Okay, I think that might be enough right there. But let's see here. Stand by. You get to pick one and then go stand up there. Okay, keep going. We've got the crown. Do we have enough? Oh, we're running out here, aren't we? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, yes. You can be. Oh, yeah, you know what? Go ahead. You go take your car on up there. I think you're just all set to go in that suit. There we go. Who wants to be the rich guy wearing the gold? Not sure? Which one of you? There's three of you. Which one of you? Oh, you know what? You ought to go, you ought to, you know, you keep that one on. Oh, you want to, okay, oh, well, whatever. If you want it, here we go. There you go. There you go. Okay, now you go on up there. What do I have left? I, I have a dirty old ball cap. You want to put that on? <laughs> you want to put that on? Come on, it's only got your dad's lice. Oh, no. That's what she thinks you're at, Lincoln. This is the only ball cap Lincoln could find. You want to wear the cap? There we go. Oh, you don't want that one either? Okay, well, these are my only options. Okay, there we got that one then. My, we just keep trading up here. You know what? Justice, I know nobody picked, it's not a hat, nobody picked the least significant thing, but do you mind helping me on a, on a hard one? You want to wear the rags? You don't want to, but can you help me? Would you help me and wear the rags? Okay. Don't worry, it is clean. It just doesn't look clean. Okay, you go on up there. Now look at all these people, all different people. My, oh my. We got the guy here with his sombrero. We got the guy with the fancy suit and the cool car. Fancy suit and the cool... Oh, looky here, we've got the queen. Oh, we've got this rich guy here. You see him, he's just wearing all gold clothes. But at the same time, standing next to him, we've got the guy here in the rags. We've got the farmer here. Oh, looky here, we've got some sailors. We've got just a little sailor, and then we've got the captain sailor. We've got the Chinese one, and we've got the worker here, and I'm not sure what you are. But look, we have all these people. Now, when you see these people, how many of them do you think are prosperous? Now, Justice, you want to come here? When you see a guy dressed like this, how many of you look and first word comes to mind as prosperous? How many? None of you think this is prosperous? Now, how about the dude in the gold? Come on up here. Yeah. Now, if you see a guy like this, you probably wouldn't think prosperous. You'd think uh, stuck on himself, gaudy, flashy, right? But he's trying to communicate he's prosperous, right? Now, how about the, how about the sharp-dressed guy here with the cool car? 
What do you think of him when you see him? Do you think prosperous? Maybe. Now, we got all these different people and all these different characters and a whole bunch of people out here. We could all put on your hats. Can you put on your hat? And the question is, are you prosperous? Now, I got another question for you. Do we have any Greeks up here? Any of you speak Greek? None of you speak Greek? Do you speak Greek? How many out here speak Greek? Nobody's going to profess to speak Greek. You guys always speak Greek. How many of you have ever used the word prosper or prosperous? Look at all these Greek speakers. You're all Greek speakers because prosper is a Greek word. And you know what? You don't have to know Greek to know it. You can just take an English dictionary. In fact, nothing fancy. You don't have to get one from Britain. It can be the American English dictionary. And if you look up the word prosper in here, you're going to find out straight up that it is a Greek word. So you guys do speak Greek. Prosper. So we see all these people. Which one is prosperous? Well, I'm going to be very blunt with you right up at the front. You can't tell by just looking on the outside. You really can't tell. Not even the guy here in rags or the one with the crown. I, I hear that somebody got crowned king yesterday. Is he prosperous? He is, but is he prosperous? It's a good question to ask. He is very prosperous in one way, but is he prosperous? Same as a question we all need to be asking ourselves. Here, y'all, can you come and sit down here in the front pew over on this side here? Because I'm going to need you in here just a few minutes. But I'd like to have some helpers, some of these people out here that know a little bit of, know maybe a little bit of Greek, because we're going to look at this word prosper. Any of you Greek students know what the first word up there means? What's the first word, Toby? Two. Two. What do you mean, two? T-O, that's right. That's what it means, to or towards or with. Anybody know what that second word is? Not yet. The Greek students, it doesn't come till chapter, I think, 36, and you haven't gotten to that. You think you know what it is? <laughs> it means, well, the whole thing put together means prosper. Yes, the Greek pronunciation of these words is where we get the English word prosper. And it's a combination of two Greek words. The first is a preposition that means to or toward or with. And the second one means to carry or to bear or to produce. So you're carried toward something. That's what the word prosper means, to be carried toward something, a good something. So here, this guy here, his success his prosperity is he's carried toward in a good car, in the cool car. That's his prosperity. He is carried to success in a good car. Okay, back to your seat. But you know, there's another Greek word that Austin talks about. Prosper is translated prosper. It's, it's this one here. Now, some of you may not know what that word is. But some of you Greek students, if I break it into its two words, I think you know both of them. Well, you may not know the first one. This is the, carries the idea of good, that which is good. And what is that second one, who knows? Raya? Way 
way or road. That's right. So we have another word that we use in English, prosper, and it's translated prosper from this Greek word, which means a good way or a good road. So prosper means what? Well, let's put this all together in a little definition for ourselves. Looking at the Greek words, what does prosper mean? To be carried in a good path to everlasting life. To be carried in a good path to everlasting life. It's about being carried along your way, along a road, along a path, toward something. And can I give you a little Bible definition? Everlasting life. There is the key. So now, let's see here. We've got all these helpers up here. Here, come on up. How's this guy get carried on a good path to everlasting life? You have any ideas? No? Any of you got any ideas? Now, let me tell you how some people think of prosperity. They think of prosperity as this guy here. He starts off, oh, 14, 16, 18, working as the gopher boy, the runner boy, doing all the odd jobs, doing all the jobs nobody else wants, right? That's how it sometimes works. And so prosperity is you get to go up from one level to the next level to eventually you're the foreman, and maybe then you're the guy who only ever puts the hat on when you're showing up because you're the big boss. Is that prosperity? Yes! It is prosperity. But is it prosperity in eternal life? Not necessarily. Because you see, the guy who is just able to be the gopher boy can be just as prosperous as the CEO. Do you see the difference? Thank you, sir. You can go back to your seat. Now, how about this guy here? This, this poor man. He's not prosperous at all, is he? He's got nothing. Doesn't even have proper clothes. He has no prosperity. But in our definition of prosper, can this poor beggar prosper? Yes or no? Yes, he can. Even if he never does get the nice fancy suit like this guy here or the cool car. You see, true prosperity is not about the fancy suit or the cool car or what you got or the position you have. It's all about what path are you on? How are you carried in that path? And where are you going? So, thank you, Justice. We're going to promote you. There, we just got promoted. Thank you, you can go back to your seat. And Mr. Cool Guy in the suit with the cool car, you can go back to your seat too. Now, we got all kinds of different representatives, and is the same true for all of you? Can you all be prosperous? Let's just for imagine, imagine that. Come on up here, queen. And let's imagine this guy here, he's the farmer. Come here. Come here. Now, these two are kind of funny because sometimes people think of this one as all so important. But can I give you a little clue? This one doesn't live long without this one. 
The king or queen doesn't live long without the farmer. See how much we need each other? They're both very, very important. And this one here you might think has prospered great. Yeah, you're probably born that way. My kids wanted to know when they heard about the king what he had to do to become king. Be born to the right people and survive longer than his mother. That's what he had to do. That's the big problem with that kind of monarchy. He prosperous, guaranteed, for the most part. Well, God sets up and takes down even kings. But we think of these. But yet, these two can prosper too in this definition and never be more greater than a farmer, never be less than a queen. And yet both of them can prosper in a good way, on a good path that leads to everlasting life. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats. And can all of you, you go ahead, pop your hats off, and you can go back and sit down with your families, okay? So just go ahead and take your hats off or your gold off. What we should have done is here, we got to do this here just real quick. He's, this guy was all in costume, but he's wearing the wrong hat. Hang on, hang on. Here we go. Now it fits, right? There we go. Thank you, guys. So here we have Prosper. You see... Our church covenant says that one of the things we covenant together to do is to promote prosperity and spirituality. I one time had someone who was considering joining this church, and they read our church covenant, and they tripped up on that word prosperity. He took me out to lunch, and he says, what does this mean? And he used the word prosperity. And I said, well, in order for us to understand the prosperity, we got to keep it in context. Remember, we used that word last week. Context, context, context. Notice in our church covenant that it says that we promote prosperity and spirituality. Both go together because true prosperity is something that is in our hearts. It is about what road we are on. True prosperity is about what road we are on. And let me give you a heads up. There are lots of roads in life, lots of roads and lots of paths, and they're all leading somewhere. How many of them are leading to everlasting life? You may find yourself as that guy who's um, working on the job sites. This is a good vocation. But if this is the only path you're on, and this is your only focus and path to success, woe is you. Woe is you. Woe would be we all if we're just in this for the earthly success. Are you hunting for silver? Are you hunting for the gold? Are you seeking we're a position. In the world's definition, this is success. This is prosperity. The more that you can pile up of this stuff, the greater and better off you are. It's a good road to be on. But is it all by itself a good road to be on? I have a sword drill. Can you get your Bibles out, your swords out, and put them up in the air?
we're going to learn, turn to something Jesus said. Something Jesus said. I'm going to give you the reference, say it with me, and then I'm going to say charge, and you find it. First one to find it, stand up and read it aloud. Matthew 16, 26. Say it with me. Matthew 16, 26. Charge! Thank you. Did you hear it? Everybody there? Let's back up a few verses. He read verse 26, but let's start in verse 24. Listen as I read. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoa, Jesus, that doesn't sound like the road I want to walk on. Now, we all think of crosses as, you know, these decorations, you know, like up there above the screen or, you know, wearing them on, in a, as a necklace or as decorative things. Oh, no. Crosses are instruments of torture. They're symbols of death. Now, one of the reasons why we use them as decorations is because we, as Christians, are spared such horrible death because Jesus took our place. But he does say here, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, true prosperity, no matter what career path you are pursuing, is are you on the path of life? Are you on the path to life? Take your Bibles and turn to an Old Testament passage, Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48, 16 says, Come ye near unto me. It's a call to come. Come ye near unto me. Hear ye this. I am not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was. There am I. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Here, what does it say? Did you see that in verse 17? The Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, what does He do? He teaches you to prosper. And did you see our English slash Greek word? What's it have in it? The idea of a way, a road, a path, a journey. 
Do you see it here in Isaiah? The Lord thy God teaches you to prosper, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. True prosperity is taught by God. And you know what? Moms and dads, we have a privilege to continue teaching God's ways to our children and to other people. The prophet Samuel had a ministry of teaching people. He says, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. There is the way. There is the path. And so we as a church covenant together to promote prosperity and spirituality. We are promoting the way of life. You see, out in the world, there's lots of promotions, right? We see a promotion for the fancy cars. I mean, you can just drive by the 20 bypass here, and you'll see promotions for cars, and you'll see promotions for suits. Drive through Mishawaka. You'll see, that, you'll see all the promotions for the, for the lust of the flesh, for the pride of life, and for the lust of the eyes. Just pay attention to the billboards. They're all promoting prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. Are we living, walking billboards promoting prosperity in God? Spiritual prosperity? Are we teaching ourselves and teaching others the right and the good path? The psalmist in Psalm 17 said that by the words of God's lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. That is, by hearing what God has said that's come from his words will keep you from the paths of the destroyer. Let me give you a little hint, kids and grown-ups. There are a lot of promotional things out there to tempt you to go down different paths. Many of those paths are paths of the destroyer who will ruin your life. Beware of those paths. Know God and know His paths. For Psalm 18 verse 30 says this, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. That means that when you're going through life and you're confronted with a temptation or a path, and when you use the word of God, you're going to try it, and you're going to find out that it's reliable, that it's dependable, that it's trustworthy, and that it will lead you in the right way. The Word of God has been tried and tested. And it tells us that the Word of God is like a buckler. Because you see, oftentimes, when we are presented with a path to supposed prosperity, and when we say, oh no, I'm not going to go down that pleasure of sin for a season, because I know that it leads to the steps of hell. 
oftentimes, you know what the world and those around us then resort to? Rather than promoting their way, they attack us on the right way. And then in that time, God's words and promises are our buckler to defend us and to protect us from those attacks, whether they be attacks of temptation or attacks of ridicule and persecution. He, God, is a buckler to all those that trust in him. You know, there's some other things that will keep you from true prosperity. The world will tell you, the destroyer will tell you, here, do this sin and do that sin, for it is pleasurable. It's desire to make thee wise. You'll be like gods. Sound familiar? They be lies, lies, lies. You can identify the lies as you know God's word, the truth, to counter those lies. But you know, every one of us fail. Every one of us find ourselves at different points and times in our lives, may I say even days, on the wrong path. Doing sin, doing things we know by God's word we ought not to do. And you know, the path of the world is to say, just cover it up and hide it. You know what the Proverbs, the wise sayings of God declare? He that covers his sin shall not prosper. And you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, I know a lot of people who if they just cover it up, I mean, if they don't cover it up, they're going to lose their position, they're going to lose their job, they're going to lose their influence, they're going to lose all of these things. Oh, be better to lose all of those things than to not prosper spiritually. So no matter where we find ourselves and whatever the temptation is that we have to cover our sins, remember what the way, the right way declares. The one who is in the path of sin and covers it will not prosper. But whoso, it says in Proverbs 28, 13, but whoso confesseth, that is, agrees with God and forsaketh them, leaves behind those sins, shall have mercy. will walk in mercy. Do you see the word forsaketh? That means you're on a path of sin. You have a choice to cover it and continue on in that path, which often leads to death, or to forsake it, confess it, agree with God on it, and find mercy. What path do you find yourself on today? Are you prospering? Are you carried along? Are you carried about on a good path to everlasting life? Or are you going astray your own way or the way of this world or the destroyers that will lead you to destruction? For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Take your Bibles and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2 is all about paths. In fact, if you want to look as we read this, we're going to read the whole chapter, then we're going to come back and talk about it. But 
as we read it, I want you to look for the concept and the idea of paths, roads, ways. The chapter's full of references to paths and roads and ways. It's all about prosperity. So if anybody ever wants to talk to you and ask you what's the prosperity gospel, you can say, well, turn to Proverbs chapter 2 and you'll get the real biblical prosperity gospel. Or another chapter is Isaiah 55. That's another one. Or Revelation chapter 2. These is where you'll find the real prosperity gospels. But Proverbs chapter 2. This is a father teaching a child, his son, the ways of life. He's really teaching his son how to prosper because prosperity is all about what road you're on. It's all about what road you're on. Where is the road leading to? And just like we're going different places in town, you're not always on the same road as you're going through town, right? And people here are on totally different roads than they are down in Indianapolis than they are over in Beijing. There's all different kinds of roads. But you know there is one road that leads to life. And whatever road you're on, if you're also not on the road of life, then you're in trouble. Well, let's look at these roads in Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to read the whole chapter, and you look. You look for the references to roads or paths or ways. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifteth up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints, those who are his. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, perverse, corrupt things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness, perverseness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they forward, perverted in their paths. Well, we're learning about wisdom from God. This is one thing it does, but verse 16 continues on in another. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, 
which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of righteousness. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Did you see all the mentions of the paths? Of the roads? Of the ways you walk? Now do you know why the Greeks, smartly, when they talk about prosperity, talk about what road you're on? What way you're on? Prosperity isn't an end goal. It's a progress towards an end goal. What is the end goal? What is your end goal? Is it wealth? Is it career advancement? Is it knowledge? What is it? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with career advancement. Nothing's wrong with wealth. In fact, you're going to find out that those who actually are prosperous will be prosperous in lots of different things. Not guaranteed oftentimes proves true because those who are prosperous in the spirit on the inside who are following in the good ways will find that God's ways are prosperous both materially, physically, health-wise, and spiritually. How do we prosper spiritually? How are we prospering? spiritually. Did you see all these ways here? There's crooked ways and there's perverted way, paths, and yet there are righteous ways, yet there are ways of darkness. What ways are we on, and how do we know which ways to be on? Well, the beginning of the scripture teaches us this. Will we incline our ear unto wisdom and apply our heart to understanding God's ways? Are we knowing God's ways? God's ways, God's ways, His purposes. That's how we will know what is the good and right path, is if we are following in and knowing His ways. You see, sometimes prosperity is thought of. Did you see that there in verse 4? As seeking after silver. I'm having trouble with this one here. Seeking after silver. Wealth. Riches? There's nothing wrong with silver. Nothing wrong with gold. Nothing wrong with riches. But are we seeking for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from God in the same way? Or may I say, in the better way? You see the way? That's a path. That's the question of whether or not we are prosperous. What road are we walking? And are we seeking God's way and God's will and God's road to know how to lead us day by day? Later this morning, we're going to come back to this topic and we're going to talk about ways we can promote this church's. And what's this church? This group of people. You. Your prosperity and spirituality. Because I'm going to tell you the first step 
to getting on the right road is to know not what the road is, but who the road is. So often the word that's carried and transferred as prosper in the Bible is oftentimes um, in a passive tense, passive sense. What's that mean? It means that it is something that is being done to you, which is kind of interesting when you think of prosperity. It is something that is being done to you. Are we in Jesus? Because he is the way. He's the only way to the Father. He is the only way to everlasting life. And then when we are in him, he will carry us in the good road to everlasting life. He has given us his spirit, his spirit who will lead us in all truth. Do you see the idea there again of the road we're on? What road are we on? Many of you have believed Jesus who is the way and you're in him. Are you walking in him as you have received him? If you've believed on Jesus, you've received the Holy Spirit. Are you quenching the Holy Spirit or are you being filled with the Holy Spirit to be carried about, carried along in the good road, the good path, the good way that does not lead to death but leads to everlasting life. It is not a road of darkness but is a road of light for Jesus is the light of the world. So let us abide in him and may his words abide in us so that no matter which hat we wear, we're on the good road. You see, we may wear different hats. We may have different kinds of prosperity in this physical world, but the real question is, what road are we on? What road are you on? That road that leads to life or the road that leads to destruction? Continue in the right path. And when you wonder if you're wandering astray, don't just try to settle it in your own mind. Come to the Redeemer, the Great One, the Lord, who teaches us to prosper because he teaches us the good way. That's what it's all about. So let's go and continue in the good way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. I pray that each one here this morning has entered in to you and walks in you that you might glorify yourself in their lives, that whether they be rich or poor, perceived by this world as successful or menial, to know that in your eyes, success is totally different. Wealth and riches are completely opposite to what this world sees. May we see life the way you do, and walk in your good paths.
We love you and thank you and praise you this day. It's in your name we pray. Amen.